This Kroger brand vanilla cream soda says to sip boldly. Was that bold enough for you? Almost. Wait, how could I be more bold with it? You gotta wow me. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to Thanks for Participating. Sydney, how are you? I'm all right. Cool. Glad you're here. I'd like to welcome you back to the podcast as well. Thanks for inviting me on your podcast. Always uh, a pleasure to have a guest appearance as lovely as yourself. (laughs) Hope that you can make it next time. Well, considering I live here, we might be able to work that out. Like I was saying, welcome back to Thanks for Participating, the podcast where Sydney and I take turns introducing each other to some of our favorite things, and sometimes we discuss our life as a married couple along the way. We started this podcast as newlyweds, and we just celebrated our third anniversary this week. Yay. (laughs) Yay. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. If you get that movie reference, it's an elite, elite tier. Well, Josh, how do you feel about three years of marriage? It's all right. Yeah. I could probably go another three years. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see about that. <laughs> We're so full of chemistry tonight. <laughs> so uh, it's been a while since we've uh, done this. Kind of trying to uh, get back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy summer you've had, right? Yes. Very <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Remember when we said that we were going to try to get out more podcasts than we did last year? Yep. And then we've done like way less. Yep. The good news is I got into grad school. The bad news is I'm super busy and the podcast has kind of been put on the back burner. Yep. <laughs> which is sad. I really miss doing it. Uh, we need to do this more often. I I had uh, episodes scheduled uh, from the beginning of the year till August and... Uh, we released one episode in February and one episode in April, and now it's August. I know, I know. And uh, as of now, I have episodes scheduled with topics and everything from now through the end of the year into the first like two weeks of January. And so it's just going to be up to uh, when we when I say, you want to record a podcast this week for you to say yes instead of no. Okay, I will do my best. So do you want to tell everyone what we did for our third anniversary? Um, Share with the class. We stayed in a hippie bus. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Is hippie an okay thing to say or is that like a slur now? I think it's okay. Okay. I remember when I was growing up, my best friend's mom had this sign in her house. And I think she probably still has it. But it says hippies use the back door. And she thought it was so funny. Is that like a sex thing? No. (laughs) Like. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. I never thought about that. What does that hippies use the back? What does that even mean? I I just always thought it was like a you're not allowed to use the front door. Like you have to go through the back door like a like a dog or something. I don't know. I remember she would like she tried to explain it to me, but I was really young and she definitely wasn't going to tell me. Oh, so apparently it was a sign that was put up in lots of places in the 60s and 70s as a literal meaning claiming that those who are part of the hippie culture had to use the designated back doors to maintain the image of the well-established yeah, that was like more what I thought it was. It was just kind oh. of like I I was thinking that you that like in the context of your friend's house saying like hippies are cool, so like feel free to like use our back door, like tromp through our backyard to or like not <laughs> like only classy people can use our front door. If you're a hippie, like we better not catch you coming through our front door. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're going to get the E rating on this episode. We haven't said yet. Okay. Well, there it is. <laughs> you should edit that out. Okay. Um, yeah, but we stayed in a hippie bus and it actually was so fun. Um, it was really nice. It was like, you know, kind of like the van lifer. Um, it was just a bed in there. We didn't have any other amenities. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, there was a sink, but it wasn't working. But, like, it's the same idea as, like, the van lifer where they, like, refit the inside of the bus to, like, have a bed and, like, seating and stuff. Um, I mean, it's not necessarily, like, a functional home, but it's, like... Right. It was, like, at a campsite, and each of the sites had a fitted bus that you could stay the night in. Yeah, it was really cool. And, like... The cool thing about it, too, was it was just like a short walk away from these hot springs that were also really nice and very not crowded. They had bathtubs that were like at the bottom of the hill and the hot spring was like on the top of the hill and like flowed down. And as it was flowing, it was depositing uh, calcium carbonate um, from the limestone that was like dissolved in the water. And it was like... It basically like the, it was like rocks were growing over and around the tubs. So it looked like the tubs were just like coming out of the mountain. That was pretty cool. It was. And the nice thing, too, is that there were just like um, there were just like different areas where and there weren't that many people. So if you wanted to like go off and be by yourself, you could. So we just kind of found our own like corner of the hot springs and just sat in two tubs next to each other and talked for like an hour which was so fun we ended up talking about a lot of ap classes that we took in high school i know we're such nerds i feel like i peaked in high school i definitely felt like a nerd because a lot of the time that we spent like in the hot springs i was geeking out about the geochemistry (laughs) of the so like we i looked it up and the those like formations of the rock that builds up over time is called travertine, which we were trying to debate, like, do you think it's like limestone or like, what is it? And like travertine is like a form of terrestrial limestone that's like deposited um, as the um, calcium um, and carbonate ions in the water come out of solution and they precipitate and they're deposited there. And I just like the whole time I was like nerding out about like the geochemistry you're gonna hate this, but sometimes I feel like I married my dad. Ew. Like, just in, like, you have very s- similar personalities sometimes. Well, your dad is a, a geotechnical engineer. Yeah, my dad's a nerd. And you're a nerd. At least I have hair. <laughs> Low blow. <laughs> Took a couple board games and had a fun time. Yeah, actually, that was, like, one of my favorite parts was after the hot springs, we just came back and sat in the bus and played some board games, and that was... A lot of fun. My favorite part might have been the anniversary lunch that we had the day before. Mm. Yeah, this place is like two hours away. So we thought like in the middle of nowhere. So we thought we'll get lunch instead of going out to dinner. And then we'll just like drive down there. And we went and got hot pot, which is all you can eat. And just like ate as much as we could so that we wouldn't have to eat dinner. <laughs> We have had a big enough lunch to last us two days because we didn't pack any food. Yeah. Well, we went and got some snacks, but not many. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the hot pot was so good that we went back not even a full week later for, to try their dinner. Last night. Yep. <laughs> and you know what? It's good. It's really good. But I don't know if it's... I think if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, you are probably well familiar with the fact that Sid and I love hot pot. Yeah. 
We do. And they just opened up a hot pot spot in our town so we don't have to drive 45 minutes to get good hot pot. Well, they did have one in our town, but rumor has it it is very bad. I haven't been there. Which is why I put the caveat of good hot pot. (laughs) The the one that just opened up is technically shabu, which is the Japanese style. Um, The one that we eat the most is uh, Chinese style. But the only like... Um, good Chinese style hot pot that's close to us is is in Salt Lake City, which is about a uh, half hour, forty five minute drive away. Yep. So it's nice to have a hot pot spot that's actually pretty good. So yeah. Okay. Well, you asked for some questions on your TikTok since you're TikTok famous, and I got like twelve comments. I think if I'm not rapping in Chinese, the videos get zero views. So <laughs> gotta give the people what they want, babe. Start rapping in Chinese. But I, so I, I said like on my TikTok, I thought like it would be a good idea if we did like a Q&A segment on our podcast. Maybe, you know, not every episode, but maybe, you know, as a recurring segment, just like a Q&A. Um, so listeners, if you'd like to submit questions for us to answer on the podcast, um, the easiest way would probably be to send them to our email, participating.podcast.gmail.com um, or DM us on Instagram or, or me on TikTok or something. But I thought maybe I can post a video telling people about our podcast and that we will do a Q&A segment and ask for questions. And some people asked some good questions, but other people asked like questions that were specific to my TikTok page, like how long have you been learning Mandarin? Um, when, how did you start making videos and stuff like that? Um, so those are questions that I probably won't address on the podcast, but maybe I'll address on TikTok. All right. Should we go through? Sure. All right. First question, who is your wife's favorite sister? And your favorite sister-in-law? There is a wrong answer. But you can't guess who that came from. Um, I think it came from our resident... Artist. Fan art correspondent. <laughs> our resident artiste. Um, if you follow the, the podcast Instagram account, we have posted several instances of this fan art from uh, from uh, this uh, submitter. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good. So I would check it out. Well, Josh, who is your wife's... Oh, my favorite sister. My favorite sister is Rosie. I was going to say my favorite sister-in-law is Sage. <laughs> the two dogs. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Glad we settled that. Okay. What's your favorite movie? Um, Right now, my favorite movie is definitely Barbie. We went to see that opening weekend, and I have not stopped thinking about it since. Uh, I just think it is far and away one of the greatest movies I've seen, especially like a theater experience in a long time. Like... My Barbie theater experience, even it, it wasn't even like a full theater, like usually like good theater experiences like happen in like sold out theater, like Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. That was a really good theater experience. But part of it was because it was in a it was opening night in like a huge theater and like the crowd like reactions to like the cameos and like the the plot twists and stuff. But in Barbie, it was like I feel like there were other people, but it, it really just felt like me and you in the theater and I just loved it so much. And the I Am Ken song has just been like in my head and in my heart nonstop. <laughs> um, and I just like keep thinking like more and more like levels about like how genius the the craftsmanship of that movie. Yeah, Barbie is definitely a solid choice. I loved that movie too. I always hate these like favorites questions because it always just depends on like what my mood is and kind of what I watched the most recently. (sighs) Hmm. Okay, maybe this is a hot take, but I like, I'm going to do 
like favorite as in like what I am most in the mood to rewatch right now. And that is Oppenheimer. Okay. We are on the two um, opposing sides of Barbenheimer. I don't, I don't think they're opposing sides. I think they are joint <laughs> teammates in the the box office this year. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like I loved Barbie too, but I just like the last, like, like I just am very much like a, I just have to be in the right mood for things. Like when it comes to listening to music or like podcasts or watching movies or TV or like eating stuff. And I just like am really feeling just like the vibes of Oppenheimer right now. And that is like more what I want to rewatch. And obviously I love Barbie and I like would want to rewatch it at some point. But right now I'm just like, I'm just feeling Oppenheimer more. And I feel like that movie went by so fast. And I just have been in the mood to watch kind of like an Oppenheimer type thing more than I have Barbie. And that doesn't mean I liked Barbie any less. It just means that like, that is the mood I'm in right now. And plus Oppenheimer went by so fast that I just feel like I need a rewatch to fully take in everything that happened. I also really enjoyed seeing Oppenheimer in theaters. However, I think for me, it is the kind of movie that I would have benefited more with subtitles. Having subtitles to be able to follow along in the conversations, since that movie is predominantly just people sitting in rooms talking to each other, like being able to like that, like helps me helps draw my focus in to like, like my comprehension goes up when the subtitles are on. And also probably would have benefited more if I had taken ADHD medication before seeing the movie because it is a three hour movie. Um, yeah, and that is a rough three-hour movie to not have ADHD medication for because it's just a lot of dialogue and a lot of um, like procedural stuff. Luckily, I did have a large tub of popcorn, which kind of acts as a proxy uh, medication because it keeps like little dopamine hits throughout the movie. So like yeah. that helped a little bit. But Awesome. Next question. What is the kitty's name? I'm so glad. August, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, ask this question because this cat is one of my favorite topics of conversation. So when Josh posted the video, he posted a picture of my parents' cat, Minx. That is his name. And he is my favorite thing on this planet. Sorry, Josh. Sorry that that you're talking about Minx and I don't get to talk about Minx? No, I'm sorry that he's my favorite thing on this planet and not you. Well, that was a given, like... (laughs) it just makes sense okay so here here's the background on minx when i was 20 i had just gone home from new york city and i was waiting for school to start and i had like four or five months where i was just kind of like doing nothing and all my friends were off at college or like also out of the state um and so i was kind of bored and one of my parents neighbors ran the uh foster program for an animal shelter in uh, Salt Lake. And she said that they had a lot of, like an abundance of kittens that summer and not enough fosters to do, to take care of them. And I wasn't really doing anything. And so I was like, hey, mom and dad, can I just like bring home a litter of kittens? And they were like, yeah, sure, I guess. Um, And so I brought home a litter of kittens and Minx was in that litter. It was a mama and four kittens. And when we got them, the kittens were like less than two weeks old. They were so small. And we 
fostered the kittens and the mama, and we had them for about three months and three or four months. And then my parents adopted two of them, and we uh, got the rest adopted into nice, happy homes. Um, that was funny, like, because that was right when we started dating, too. Yeah. And I remember your parents saying, we are not going to keep any of these animals because we already have too many. <laughs> and then you and your siblings convinced them to keep two of not, them. Not me. I had nothing to do with that. They... Um, they decided that when I went off to college, so, like, we all made this pact, like, we're not going to keep any of them, um, which, like, was super easy for me because logistically there's just no way I could have, like, adopted a cat and, um, been down at college, but I went on a trip back to New York City at the end of the month, and my littlest sister started working on my dad, um, while, because I was with my mom in New York and my littlest sister started working on my dad with the cat to try to convince him. And then my mom came home and I moved down to college like a week or two later. And then I came back one Saturday and they're like, yeah, so we decided to keep minks. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then they adopted out the rest of them. And then it was just minks. And then his brother mouse left and then they were just like, you know what? We've decided we're going to keep Mouse too because he's really bonded to your other sister. And that was it. And then they had four cats instead of two. So I awesome. I really had nothing to do with them keeping those two cats besides, you know, fostering them in the first place and bringing them into the house. But I didn't like try to convince my parents. Like I didn't have any conversations at all. They were just like the ones that were like, oh yeah. And by the way, this happened. But of the four cats, Minx is definitely the cutest. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're all, like, super cute. But Minx has cross eyes. So um, it just adds, like, an extra element of, like, cuteness. And then he's also the one that, like, cuddles me the most. Um, like, this was the, like, a, the fall semester right before COVID. And so when COVID broke out that winter semester, my roommate was actually one of the first people to get COVID and bring it um to my university and so I had to move back home and isolate and Minx was my little um, isolation buddy and would just snuggle me. Maybe we should turn this into a Minx appreciation podcast. Yeah, like a fan podcast for Minx. Yeah, I I could talk for days about that cat. I love him so much. So thank you, August, for asking that question. Okay, so the next question is how did you meet your wife? Which is a good thing to talk about on the podcast because I don't think we've ever actually told the whole story. We might have mentioned it here or there, but I don't think I've ever actually talked about how we met and started dating. <laughs> Would you like to tell the story or do you want me to? Um, I'll, I will start, but feel free to like jump in or offer any um, corrections because my memory is not as good. <laughs> um, so 10 days after I graduated high school, I moved to New York City and I was there for two years. In the last six months that I was there, I was living in a part of Brooklyn in Sunset Park. And there was a girl who went to the same church congregation that I went to um, and helped like volunteer. Um, then the day after I moved back to Utah, that girl bumped into me. <laughs> and this was in the summer of 2019. And we found out, oh, we only live like 20, 30 minutes apart. We should hang out. I just want to clarify like how out of left field this was because like when we 
lived in New York together. Like, not together, but, like, when we, like, knew each other in New York, we were, like, not interested in each other, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Like... Like, it's weird. It's, like, it was it was in between, like, knowing of each other and being friends. Like, I don't think... I wouldn't even say that we were, like, friends with each other, but, like, we de- it was definitely more than just knowing of each other because we interacted, like, on an almost daily basis. Yeah, I would say kind of, like, acquaintances, maybe, like... Maybe a little more than acquaintances, like somewhere in between like the acquaintance and friend scale. And then it definitely depended on the week because sometimes uh, sometimes it leaned more towards acquaintances and sometimes it leaned more towards, oh my gosh, she's so annoying, like pain in my butt. Yeah, I think we both got on each other's nerves, but I think <laughs> I got on your nerves more than you got on mine because I just, you were kind of in a leadership position and I was kind of in a ignore you and do what I want mode. I don't know. I feel like I never um, told my whole family about how annoyed I was at you. Okay, that's fair. But you said something dumb um, and... I don't think you meant it the the way that it came out, but I definitely took it that way. And I emailed my whole family and told them. Um, But then, so this is where the story gets uh, a little spicy. Not spicy in the spicy way, but spicy in the... Things are happening. Things are happening. No, spicy spicy in the Sid and I don't necessarily agree way about the exact way that things happen. But here's my perspective. Sid and I hung out and... I w- it was like our first time like hanging out together. We went out to get uh, ice cream and it was just going to be that. And then the whole time I'm like, well, I really don't want to like, like I'm really enjoying myself and I don't want to like for this to stop. So then I was like, okay, how about we go see a movie after? And you're just like, um, okay. So we went to see a movie and, um, and the whole time I'm thinking like, okay, turns out this girl's really cool. Um, but I just was not getting any of the vibrations. And so I thought like, um, I don't know if like anything will happen, but like, I definitely like would be interested in like hanging out more. And, uh, and for some reason I just, after I like dropped you off back at home on the drive back, I was like, okay, I don't think she's into me at all. Like, I was a swing and a miss. I think part of it was you weren't picking up on the signals I was putting down, but I also think part of it was I was kind of giving mixed signals a little bit because there was another guy that I liked at the time. And so I was just very conflicted and needed some time to sort my feelings out. Um, Then I, like, went on a cruise in the Caribbean with my family. And every time we would dock at i don't know i forget what it's called port anytime we'd get to an island where there was internet i would send you like all the pictures from the previous day or the previous two days because like when we were at sea i couldn't like message you um but like i realized like okay i actually like the whole time i was like okay i'm actually thinking about this girl like every day and i was a little embarrassed about it but then i would like send you all the pictures and i'd like text you and i was like really excited for when um the cruise was over to get to like go back to Utah and hang out with you again. But the last day of the cruise, we received news that my grandpa had a stroke and was very close to passing away. And that just kind of threw, you know, I had only been like back from New York City for like a month, maybe less than a month. Um, and just kind of threw everything like on its head. And, and at the time, I still like didn't really have like clear signals about if you liked me or not. And so... Like, I just, like, didn't, like, message you for, 
like a week or two. I don't even think it was that long. I think it was just a few days. But for me and the people around me that I kind of asked for advice, we like, I mean, obviously we didn't know what was going on with your grandpa. And so um, to me, it just kind of seemed like you ghosted me a little bit. And I know there was like this conversation. Well, this I put in air quotes conversation that we had where I was like, hey, because we when we went on our first date, we you left it with, oh, we should hang out sometime. And um, so I kind of put it out there like, oh, hey, do you want to uh, like hang out sometime? Or I think I said, hey, if you wanted to hang out again, like we definitely should or, or something like that. Right. Um, and for a feminist, I look back at like my dating patterns and I'm like, oh, man, like I really expected the man to like do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> Because I, I mean, I was just a very, very shy dater, I think. Like, I didn't even want to tell my friends about my crushes. It took me a while. And so I was too afraid to, like, do anything. And so I was like, I'll just put it out there. And then if he, like, takes the bait and, like, asks me out, then, like, great. And then you just sent back, like, oh, yeah, we definitely should. And so I was like, oh, well, then he doesn't like me because <laughs> he didn't ask me out. And and I gave him the perfect opportunity to ask me out again, uh, and he just didn't. And you were expecting me to be like, "Oh yeah, let's uh, do this." And yeah, for me, it was like you said, if you still wanted to hang out, like to me, it was like, "Oh, she has an idea," or like I like it was almost like last time, like I invited her to go to ice cream or whatever. Now it's her turn. Or like when you said like we should hang out, I was like, okay, like she's leading up to something. I was like, oh yeah, we totally should. That was me saying like, yeah, I'm down. Like hit me. And then you just didn't respond. And so <laughs> And then I think I sent you like one more thing and I just felt like I got a lukewarm response because um you used a lot of emojis when we texted and you just like weren't using emojis and there the punctuation was kind of ambiguous. And it's just it's really hard to tell through text and obviously Put on your, like tinfoil hat, like right? <laughs> something's something's not right. Like <laughs> Yeah, and I mean obviously you were going through something and I was unaware of that and so I just thought he's not into me and I like showed my friends and I showed my dad and I showed my sisters and my dad thought that you were like the biggest tool. Didn't they think that I was like, I had led you on mm -hmm. for like a month or? Yeah, or... they thought that you would just led me on. And so then obviously that's what I thought. And so then I was super mad. So then I reached out to like some mutual friends and was like, hey, could you guys like reach out to Josh for me? Um <laughs> But yeah, so he reaches out to me and he's just like, hey, uh, a little birdie told me that Sid is really into you. And I was like, oh, no way. Like, booyah. And then, but then he's like, but also that same little birdie told me that she is really ticked off uh, and she is <laughs> not very happy with you right now. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, apparently you ghosted her. And, and I was like, oh, frick. And I was just like pacing back and forth in my parents' room, just like cursing, like so loud. Like I was <laughs> so mad. And my dad was just like, and I could see you started typing something. And I was like, dad, he's typing. And like, he, like your dad was my dad was like don't get your hopes up like he's just a tool like he doesn't really care about you he's just playing you well now who has the egg on their face your dad <laughs> since he likes you more than he likes me mm -hmm. 
No, but then it was funny because then you sent me, uh, I mean, this isn't funny. Like, you sent me a text explaining about your grandpa that was really sad and unfortunate that, like, that's what you were going through. And I know that was a hard time for you and your family. Um, But then, you know, my dad was like, well, I don't think he's, like, lying about that necessarily, but he probably was just using it as an excuse to uh, ghost you, and he's probably just trying to save face now, so it's not super awkward. But, like, I wouldn't get your hopes up, like, and so I just, like, sent you something back, because at the time, like, like, my grandpa passed away two years after yours, but at that point, he was not doing well either. I think it was a much slower and drawn-out process for my grandpa, Um, and so I just kind of sent something back that was like, hey, I totally get it, like, you know, we're kind of going through some stuff with my grandpa too. Like, I'm really sorry about that and like wish the best for you, like you and your family. And I was just going to like leave it at that. So it did it like for a couple of weeks, it was like roller coaster, like highs and lows about my grandpa's health. Um, and I, um, so I was like trying to like, like by that point, I like knew that you liked me, but I don't know if you knew that I knew that you liked me because uh our like that mutual friend had told me but i don't know if like you were aware that he told me um so i was still trying to like kind of play it cool um but also it was still stressful because we were up in brigham city pretty much every day um but like there was one night that i was at my parents house and um i think like my brother and sister wanted to invite a bunch of friends over and have like a uh, to light a fire in the backyard and roast s'mores or something. And I thought, well, maybe I can invite Sid. And so I like texted you and I was like, hey, we are going to like light some or like roast some marshmallows. Um, would you be interested in coming over? And you were like, well, I'm working and I don't get off till like 11, 10 or 11. But then I was like, well, we probably won't light the fire until around that time anyway. So, um, you know, if you'd still be interested in coming over, like do it. And I'm a night owl. So I said, sure. <laughs> And and then I was, like, really excited about it because um, despite the fact that I thought he was a tool, I still wanted to date him. And that is the female predicament in a nutshell. Right. Turns out he wasn't a tool. And I went up and we had our first kiss that night and the rest is history. Yep. We uh, started dating. Then we realized that, like, our plans for college were really similar. And when we moved, um, when we moved for college, we ended up living in dorms that were only a few blocks from each other which made it even easier to date than it had been previously. And uh, yeah, because now we're like 10 minutes away from each other. Like and 10 like, minutes walking instead of yeah. uh, 30 minutes driving. And we're like on the same campus anyway. And so whenever we want to meet up, we'd just be like, oh, hey, where are you? And then especially because my last class of the day was in the music building. And at the time you were a music performance major. And so more often than not, I'd get finished with my last class of the day and you would be waiting for me. And then we'd go grab dinner or, or something and then hang out. So we were with each other like almost every day. And we like dated for just over a year, thinking like 14 months. Um, then we and got in, that, in that time we, were, we got engaged um, and then we got married. And that's that. That's and, a good question. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that was the last question on there. Um, so we thought we would play a little game because uh, it is our anniversary. And so we pulled up a list of fun questions uh, to ask each other. And we're going to ask each other a couple questions. Do you want to format this as a kind of game and like keep score or? Um, I don't. 
know if there's really a score to keep if we just want to gotcha because like, i know like this we could format it in a way that's similar to that like couples game, game where it's like i ask you a question but you have to think what my answer would be and if my answer and your answer are the same then we get the point or we could just take turns me just asking you what your answer would be to the question if we're gonna do like the newlywed game i think we need to find a better list of questions because these are more just kind of like fun really quirky out there ones that we're not really gonna know the answer to which i'm fine doing if you want to do but okay i'm gonna start with the first one the first question on here i'm going to modify it though so it says who is your first celebrity crush and are you into them but i'm just gonna say who is your first celebrity crush and who is your most recent crush? Okay. Could can you guess my first celebrity crush? David Tennant. Yeah. Um it was definitely him. Most recent? I don't know, maybe Simulio. I was thinking that mine would be Simulio. <laughs> Not some girl? Just Simulio? I'd have to think who it would be. Okay. Yeah, uh Simulio. Yeah, probably him. Okay. My first celebrity crush was probably Nicole Kidman. Huh. I never would have guessed that. Um, I think. I don't know. There might be like a better answer, but I do remember Nicole Kidman was in Batman Forever. Okay. The Val Kilmer That Batman makes a movie. lot of sense because you love those movies. I did love Batman. Um, my most recent would be, hmm. I mean, Simulio is fine if you want to use that. I don't know. Maybe Brett Goldstein. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Or maybe America Ferrer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Harkening back to Barbie. All right. Yeah, she's pretty. Okay, your turn. Okay. What is the strangest purchase you've made? The strangest purchase I've made? Maybe glow-in-the-dark juggling balls? <laughs> is that one of your uh, high school interests when you, like, would watch magic videos on YouTube? Um, Related, yeah. Like, when I was supposed to be doing homework in high school, I would um, get distracted and I would watch magic tutorials. Um, like card tricks and stuff. Um, But this was um, my first job was at an amusement park here in Utah. I was in the merchandising and there was one gift shop that was, there's like, there's like the main part of the um, theme theme park. It's called Lagoon. Um, And then there's also a part that a lot of people, unless you're like really know the park, a lot of people don't even know that it exists. And it's a pioneer village because, you know, um, Utah histories from like the Mormon pioneers that like um, that uh, crossed the plains. Um, so there's like this historic uh, reconstruction of what a pioneer village would look like. I don't know if there, it's it's all reconstruction or if some of it actually was there. Um, but there was like a rapids, like a water rapids ride out there, and there was a tiny little gift shop called Peddler's Place, and it's an outdoor. Like there's like a shack where you keep everything in and you have to like take all the racks outside. But during certain times of the year, there's no foot traffic, like no guests would go out that way. So I would just like spend hours and hours and hours by myself and I would just have the merchandise to entertain me. And there were these little black rubber pirate cannonballs that I would use to like try to juggle. And so I taught myself to juggle. Um, I think I might have like when I got home, looked up juggling tutorials but mainly it was self-taught. And so then when I moved to New York City, um, my roommates didn't believe that I could juggle. So I ordered glow-in-the-dark juggling balls and we like <laughs> put on a show. That's funny. I think mine, when I was in high school, 
looking back, there was really nothing to do in the town that I grew up in. And me and my friend were bored one night and we were trying to figure out what to do. So we just went to Target with $10 and we're like, let's find the weirdest thing we can in the store for $10. And we ended up finding ice molds of like dentures. So I bought them. So wait, wait, wait. So you like like ice cubes, but like they're molded to like shape like dentures? Yeah. So what the? I think my parents still have them. How come I haven't been like using them? That's so fun. Because That's so weird. they have a much more convenient ice maker. I don't know. Maybe they threw it out actually. I can't remember. But they, they had them for a couple of years. It has been like. Okay. Next question. If you were arrested, what would it be for? It's <sighs> a good question. Um, because I've never even been like close to getting arrested, but I could see it be for a couple of things, like some sort of like traffic violation because I'm kind of a speeder or just getting in a fight with someone that pisses me off. I don't know. What do you think I would get arrested? Um, I feel like if there was a Karen that came into your place of employment and was like harassing the employees, like you would be like, uh, no, uh. I am not taking any bullshit today. And you would just like knock him out. And then um, like, I think it would be like start as like self-defense. And then it would end up just being like, I'm just going to like take out all of my like pent up like frustration with this job and with these types of people. And I don't know, something like that. Yeah, I could like totally see that happen. What about you? What would you be arrested for? Well, I was arrested. Uh Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if uh, now is... The best time to tell uh, the story. Uh, I think we have alluded to the story previously on the podcast, but maybe in a um, episode in the near future, we'll talk about it. Yes. It was when I was 12 years old. It was dumb. I think. I think they took it way too far, but I still think it's kind of funny. Okay. Your turn. To pick. <laughs> what is your go-to movie when you need a mood boost? Um, I think I very rarely rewatch something usually the only like circumstances that i will watch something that i've seen before is if i want to see it in theaters again so like when we went and saw eternals that's one of our hot takes that we think eternals is a top tier marvel movie um we went and saw that loved it we went we went and like invited some of our family and friends to go see it with us again in theaters like the next um i think same with spider-man no way home we went and saw it together I thought, whoa, my brothers would love this. So I went and saw it. Um, Shang-Chi too. Oh, yeah. Um, but like if I am in our apartment needing a mood boost, I am more likely to turn on something I have never seen before than to turn. Because if I turn on something that I've already seen, I'm more likely to just turn my phone on and look at my phone instead of watching. And it ends up being like a mood drain instead of a moost. Um, that being said, there are certain things that I turn on, like when I'm falling asleep for like a, a sleep boost, not because it like puts me to sleep because it's boring or anything, but because it puts me in a good mood to fall asleep to. And I feel like that's when I rest the best and I wake up in a better mood. And so like Bo Burnham's inside, I don't know what it is about it. I just love it so much. It's, I love all of the music. It's honestly kind of brilliant. Like, his comedy is really smart. Yeah. And I have just found myself going back to that and, like, turning it on. And I will listen to those. Like, sometimes I'll just, like, pull up the album 
on Spotify and listen to it. But more often than not, I will like turn it on on Netflix and just like the watch the whole thing. Can you guess my go to movie for mood boost? I know you have go to show. I do. And it and it goes it comes and goes in wave. Like most recently it was chop. Yeah. It's a cycle. It's gone through like community, psych, the office, uh Brooklyn nine nine. But I have a, like a specific movie in mind that's like my mood boost movie. Like I don't go to movies very often, but when I do, it's this movie. Is it a movie that you saw for the first time before we started dating? Maybe. I can't remember. It would have been around the same time. Uh, is it Hot Rod? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we saw that for the first time. Um, your roommate Natalie okay. recommended it to us. So yeah, we I watched can... it for the first time together. I know it was like later in life that I watched it. Um but I just couldn't remember like exactly when. Um, I was just trying to think. It could be Hot Rod, and if it's not Hot Rod, it's going to be something from earlier in your childhood that I'd have to like dig around in my brain for the answer. Yeah, like so. I was so nervous. My first juries um, from when I was a music major, like juries for those of you who aren't, is basically like your. Um, final exam but you play in front of a board of professors um and you get one shot and i was forget to get your grade for this semester and i was so nervous and i was like shaking so bad and hot rod got me through like because i was like the less i think about it the less nervous i'll be and the less i'll shake and so i like scheduled it earliest in the morning that i could and i just like watched hot rod and then like walking to campus i was like watching hot rod on my phone because i was like if i'm thinking about hot rod i'm not thinking about my juries and then i went in and played and i did all right okay next question what's the most embarrassing song on your phone right now oh gosh babe okay uh, i gotta pull up my spotify for this one i'm sure i have some pretty embarrassing ones in there i know there's something embarrassing in here but i probably just like skip over it every time it comes up and like shuffle and forget about it um i i don't know i had um the like i'm too sexy song i had that oh, yeah. for a while i'm not sure if i like unliked it on the on Spotify, but that I feel like is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like... I have maybe two answers. The first one is t- technically it counts as a song because it's just an MP3 file, but it's like when I open up my music player, it shows up. So it like my phone thinks it's a song, um, but it's called Mitch and Josh Shenanigans. Oh, dear. <laughs> and it's like Mitch, friend of the podcast, did our theme song music um and has been on an episode before we were in a choir together like our first semester of college um and we carpooled to rehearsal one night and i haven't listened to this i don't even know i just remember he what i think he was beatboxing or like just like making noises and i started making noises and he just like recorded the audio file like just like opened up his like memo app and like hit record and then I en- somehow ended up with it. Maybe I'll skip ahead. Oh my gosh, this is nine minutes long. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, well, 
Hillsong is a loose term when used in this context. <laughs> okay, here's another loose term answer for you. This is, uh, you know, the Chinese rap that I did, uh, that I learned, like, on TikTok? Yeah. This is uh, audio that I fed into one of the AI things that, like, makes it sound like someone else. So this is um, Joe Biden singing the, the Mandarin rap. All right, folks, you haven't heard anything like this before. I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just went through all my songs and I think Right Said Fred is a uh, final answer. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's just a lot of like classicals and like musical theater stuff, which I'm not embarrassed by, but some people might think that's lame. And to them, I say you're missing out because classical music is amazing. Okay. Probably last question and then, well, last set of questions. I'll ask you one and then you ask me one and we should wrap it up. Okay. Um... What item do you hope will be obsolete in 20 years? What item do I hope will be obsolete? I have one and I have very strong feelings about this. Okay. Item. Um. Okay, you give your answer first because I have no idea. LED headlights. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like I guess not I think, obsolete, but like banned. Yeah, I think they should be illegal because they are terrible and dangerous and they blind everyone else yeah i am with you on that and if that's a hot take to you then you need to reconsider your opinions because they're wrong um okay something that i hope would be ops um this isn't an object it's more of a um a service that i'm forced to have provided me but it doesn't feel like they're serving me um insurance and prior authorization oh my gosh that I hope is obsolete, where uh, a doctor will prescribe me a medication and then I will go to get it filled and the pharmacy says, oops, your insurance needs to give prior authorization. So I have to call the insurance and have the insurance say, well, we don't really think you need this medication. And, and I'm like, well, the doctor literally prescribed it. like, And how, to me, it just feels like the insurance um, people are operating medicine without a license like i feel like that should be legal like if a doctor prescribes it to you like who are they to tell you no yeah uh insurance in the u.s is a nightmare okay all right Josh, last question make it a good one what's your biggest cooking fail biggest cooking fail i've got two answers well, right away for me for me oh well i don't have any because i'm perfect at cooking all the time so you that is one thing that is really cool about you is you love to find new recipes and try them and I'd say ninety five times out of a hundred uh they are slam dunks and the times when they're not it's just because they need like an adjust um but I can't think of any like fails for you no I've definitely had fails um oh I can think of a fail for you I just I mean last week um yeah just last week my dad. We went up to my parents' house, and I was hungry for lunch. And my dad's like, well, I've got two steaks in the fridge. Do you just want to, like, use those? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I was going to grill them. But then um, my brother left the propane on, and so there was no propane left. <laughs> and so then I had to do them on the stove. And I'd done steaks on the stove before, and they turned out really well. But this time, I think the steaks were just very thin and cheap. And so I did like I cooked them like I would a rare steak and they came out like well done and kind of charred. Mine was still medium, maybe medium rare. Mine was really good. Oh yeah, mine was chewy. Oh man. I was thinking the time that you baked bread and tried to make honey butter. 
Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I make honey butter and I usually use cinnamon, um, but I grabbed cumin instead. And the heartbreaking part was that it was our last little bit of butter, so we just, like, didn't have any. Or maybe it's our last little bit of honey. Um, so we could put butter on the bread, but we can put honey butter. And there's, like, nothing better than a fresh loaf of bread with, like, honey butter that melts into it. Okay. For me, there's two. I, I wonder if you can think of either of the two that I'm going to say. Okay. The first one is when you were making German pancakes. Yep. And you had this hot pan and you put cold water on it and it shattered instantly in the sink. Exactly what I was going to say. I don't, like, thinking back, it's like, I, like, like I'm a chemical engineering student. I should have, it's like that, like, meme um, of, uh, I don't know if you've seen this meme. And I think you've only seen this movie, like, once. But it's from R- Star Wars um, Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and they're rescuing um, Chancellor Palpatine from General Grievous's ship. And um, they're, like, running down the hallway, and they get caught in, like, ray shields, I think they're called. They're just, like, running down the hallway, and all of a sudden they're, like, caught in, like, this, like, force field. And Obi-Wan Kenobi's like, wait a second, how did this happen? We're smarter than this. <laughs> and I just like that's exactly how I felt. Like I I took the um the glass baking dish out of the oven and I put it in the sink because I think like the like butter had like like I put too much butter or something. I don't remember why I put it in the sink, but I remember putting it in the sink and I started rinsing it with w- just tap water and it just instantly shattered into a million. And I was like, what the heck? It's like I just should have like known about like you know when there's like that high of a temperature differential like. The stress is just too much. But the other um, cooking fail was when I tried to make French onion soup. Oh, Do you this? yeah. And you and mixed it, up tablespoons and cups. Yeah, it was like add three teaspoons of flour or something. And for some reason, I put three cups of flour. And oh. so it was going to be this nice French onion soup. I think I bought garlic bread to like, or maybe I made it, but to like dip in the soup. And it was just this thick chowder like almost cement and you were like really nice you're like i don't know i still kind of like it and i was like "Uh, uh-uh, i do not this is so nasty okay here's the thing the flavors were really good it was just the consistency of it and like how much flour there was i couldn't believe that i it was like yeah I had three teaspoons or three tablespoons of flour and i put three cups and it was like the rest of our flour that we had left you know what sometimes you just got to order a pizza and that's okay happens to the best of us All right, Josh. Well, this concludes the third anniversary special edition episode of Thanks for Participating. We need to bookmark that uh, website with all the questions and revisit it next year for our fourth anniversary. There we go. Ask some new ones. Well. Maybe return to the most recent celebrity crush question, see how it changes next year. (laughs) This has been another episode of Thanks for Participating. I've been Josh and he's been Sydney. And once again, (laughs) thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Josh underscore is underscore rich and (laughs) dip your chicken. You can also find the podcast at TFP underscore pod on Instagram and on TikTok. You can also support the show by ordering some of our podcast merch. The link will be to our in our T public store, which Josh will put in the show notes. You can also send us an email at participating dot podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, our listeners, so please write in to us, and we'll maybe even give you a shout-out on the podcast. Please rate and review the show on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts slash Spotify. 
Our cover art is by Vaishan Brandon at Vaishan Designs on Instagram. And the music is by Mitch Fry at Firefry underscore on Instagram or Mitch Fry Music on YouTube. Thanks again for listening. We really do enjoy uh, love each and every one of you and we're grateful for you and we hope you enjoyed the show. And as always, thank you for participating. And thanks for telling our mutual friend that you liked me. Anytime, babe. Cool. I'll make sure I'll tell a mutual friend again. Awesome.